0: right we're going normal today so we're gonna start with 64 not 65
1: yeah we're going straight ways straight ways straight
0: ways and today we've got a very special guest i have no idea who he is but i heard he's a hawaiian (laughs) ghost hunter
2: (laughs) what up yo this is jordan river you know representing four waves tribe you know four waves gonna talk about some filipino indigenous tattoos and uh you know, we'll go from that there, is since, uh, dope. history, we'll go from there. How
0: can you tell the difference between Filipino tribal and like Samoan, uh, Tongan, Polynesia Polynesian
2: yeah yeah. That's the thing, we're all related. All the they they refer to us as Nisians, right? Nisians basically means islands or right? islanders. Right. So you look at uh, the umbrella term is Austronesia. Yeah okay. Austronesia that's Taiwan, Philippines, uh, Micronesia, Melanesia, Madagascar um, Polynesia. Okay. So you look at the migration pattern. Madagascar. Yeah. Right even the
0: even Taiwanese, Taiwanese that they, they, they be tribal they got yeah. Oh damn, I know
2: got the tribal they're they're looked at as the some research say that they looked at as the root of all of Polynesia. What? Yeah. Hey that's tight. Like the migration pattern they so Taiwan's right on top of the Philippines, right? North of the Philippines. If you look at the pattern, they go south to the Philippines. Down through the Philippines, travel to the rest of Polynesia. So that's the thing when you're asking about Samoan and um, Tongan tattoos, we have a lot of the same symbols because mm. because we're cousins because we're related, um, and it, it's funny because we have a lot of the same language. So that's why. Really? Yeah, like that's if you crazy. say mata, um, okay, in Tagalog that's eyes, same thing in Tongan, same thing in Samoan. Um, there, there's tons of tons of stuff that just uh, interchanges, you know, that's why, um, I, myself, I personally don't Id- identify with uh, Southeast Asian. I-, I identify with the Austronesian culture because of our tattoos, our, um, our language, our, you skin, know, color. The, yeah, our <laughs> skin color, you know what I mean? our, our creation stories, our folklore. So, um, the, the, what separates Filipino tattoos from, all of the other Nisians is our chest tattoos. These are these, oh, okay. are these are like the most sacred tattoos, especially for men, because uh, uh, you, you look at some of these patterns. Yeah,
0: know, I see a lot of those patterns. Like I see uh, the triangles. Yeah, you'll, the honeycombs. Combs, you'll see this. Uh, uh, waves.
2: Exactly, exactly. And that's I see a lot of all, those. Yeah, we're all related. We're all interconnected mm. together. Um, so that's what that's what's it's dope because you see. The Philippines and you see we parallel so many different islands out there yeah you know and like I was saying like our language is, it's connected to more connected to the, the Indonesian culture than it is to like Cambodia or like Laos know, Thailand. Laos. you know that, that that's why that, that's that's a big thing with uh, a lot of Filipinos are uh what do you call it they're split they're like they identify with Asian some identify with You know, the islands Some just like Well, hey, we're Filipino We are what we are Yeah But, you know, that that goes back to our organization um, Four waves So, basically Four waves means There was four waves of immigrants Four waves of settlers That came onto the islands That made the Philippines who we are Okay, so That's why uh, we throw the four You know, we're trying to get Filipinos to throw the four Because that's Mm -hmm. like That represents who we are Okay, so That's tight uh, The first wave was Huh uh, first wave was the Afro-Asiatic. Okay, so we have the aborigines from Australia. We had settlers from Africa. We had settlers from...
0: Settlers of Catan? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: settlers from mainland Asia, right? Huh? So, um, but then it's all via Taiwan. Uh,
1: he said, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Um, he said, it. I'm Filipino. I drink Hennessy.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> for real. I'll do one. I'll do one.
1: All time take tonight,
0: All
2: time,
0: <laughs> four t- waves. So,
2: yeah, also, okay, so that was the first. The wave. last wave, first wave was like I said, Afro asian Thank you, sir. Um, second wave was the they're called Proto Malays. Okay, so we're looking at the like Malaysian. range, Malaysians, Malaysians, mm-hmm. that whole area there. Yeah, talking from oh, my bad, from that whole, that, that whole area there from. The Malays, uh, Indonesia, you know Borneo, that area, they Ooh. settled on the islands. Okay? They did. Yep. Second wave. They intermixed with the first wave, right? So that's two ways there. Who's the second
3: wave? Who's the second
2: wave? The Proto Malays.
3: Proto Malays, and that's conducive to the indigenous people, or is that coming from uh, some other?
2: From coming from Malaysia. So it's from
3: the southern kind of Southeast Asian, but the southern part. Right. But okay. the,
2: That whole yeah, the, that whole island area south of. Southeast Asia. Yeah, south of Southeast so Asia. So, like, yeah. west of Mindanao. Yeah. Know, like the part yeah,
3: where you're looking at like at the Indonesia cats and the, uh, what else is over there? Uh, what's that other country? Indonesia out there? is out there. Yeah, Malaysia Indonesia. Is out there. Malaysia. It's a br- very heavy Malaysia. Yes. Yes. Because yes. that Malay, because I didn't understand that when it said Malaysian and then Malay culture. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's different because the, the language is also Malay.
2: Yes, it's yeah. it's okay. actually yeah. uh, if uh, technically it's Malayo-Polynesian.
3: Mhm. Malayo, yeah, Polynesian. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, our yeah.
2: language, yeah. Filipino's language is under the Malayo-Polynesian branch. Yes. That's, okay. That's where we're All right, under. continue. It's the second wave you're talking about, okay? That's the second okay, cool. Wave. Go ahead, continue on. Third wave is the india arabic Cheers. Cheers. Ain't smelled this in a Cheers. long time. Ancient history real talk.
0: Seriously. Again, blessed. Hennessy and, and uh
3: since last week, don't lie. There was a baby christening or some kind of like <laughs> that you went to and they was drinking them. Go ahead. Second so, wave, go ahead.
2: So second wave, Proto-Malleys, third wave is the Indian arabic That's where the Muslim influence comes from as mm, well. Okay. So you have people from India. That's where Baibayen Baye comes from. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: so it's from the Arabic. Yes. So when this movement came in, was that primarily the southern part of the Philippines? It was the southern part. Okay, so at this time, the northern part was... It's own thing Pretty much Okay cool cool. Just just to clarify that Exactly So we have
2: We already have The um, The uh, First wave uh, Afro-Asiatic They're already Intermixing Okay And they're They're already in there They're evolving Yeah To create Whatever race Mm -hmm. You know So uh, In the Arabic uh, uh, Going back to A lot of people Mistake that Mistakenly call it Alibata
3: Yeah that's what I I realized too Because people thought It was called Alibata But is the actual real thing and just for everybody out there, what is that even just break down the writing a little bit.
2: So basically it's our ancient calligraphy, our ancient language. Before, this is
3: before Spanish colonization.
2: Before Spanish colonization. Okay. This was uh, this is how we communicate via writing on yeah bamboo on trees or True. you know, okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Damn. Um yeah, that that's our ancient that's our that was our scripture.
3: The Babayan. Baba Yen. Okay. Yeah, so
2: Alibata, that I, that means just
3: like alphabet. Yeah, Alibata. that's what I'm saying. Why was that such Alibata? a confusion? Because a lot of people were getting that um, the tattoos, the whole nine, and I'm like, okay, I, I kind of see it, but then once I did my research, it was like, no, the Baba is the actual the whole idea. The yes. Yeah, the uh, that's the proper name. Okay, the proper name. That's see, because the there's a misinformation there. Because I know that coming up on this kind of ancient history, there is a disconnect. With the information And the, the accuracy of it You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying So Right Yeah
2: I, okay. I don't know where At one point where Why they started saying Alibata This is what it's called Yeah But yeah. then uh, People when they did more research are like no th- It's this called M. M. by M. So yeah. And what's funny is like um You remember uh, Maurice uh, Yeah Gondola? Gondola. Yeah He was telling us a story Back back then when we were training um, One of his uh, His Arabic friends Was able to read Bye
3: bye. Ah. You know
2: what I mean? Like So science. with those
3: Arabic roots. Because Arabic yeah. ancient history goes really, really deep. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about like uh, like um inner intercoastal, like they're what was it? Uh, Arabic created math and they created the or they had a lot to do with the uh what's it called like outer space, right? Was it was in that oh, case? Really? I, I wanna say, I mean I could be drunk talking, but I know that they're heavy influence on math, but I know that they're their ancient history almost is way deeper and we have no idea on their ancient history because it's been um colonized, it's been mm-hmm. changed over, it's been so much. But I know that there is a lot of ties with ancient Arabic and mm-hmm. our you know, Babayan, you know, uh ancient writing, which mm-hmm. is very vindicative of either the trade route or the type of place that the Philippines served. Uh, during its creation, to the other, you know, or t- to the other states or islands around that area.
2: Right, right. Mm. It's all via. I I think it's all via trade because we were. I mean, seafarers. C- exactly. Yeah. Philippines were seafaring. Very people. heavy. So we're going back and forth, trading our goods, yeah, trading, trading knowledge, trading, you know, um, shit, trading. Uh, it was from Indian Arabic, is where they they were more civilized when they came. That's where the like the uh, the military came from that's why they Mm -hmm. they're all in the south Mm mindanao has never been colonized ever you know what i mean people
3: forget that for all you muslim cats out there like i want to say is it official that the that part of the philippines is the longest standing muslim colony out of all muslim colonies ever established and they were there way even before wait what was the second wave again
2: second wave was the proto Malays.
3: yeah and that was if you had to time frame it like roughly
2: uh, Proto-Malays was, I believe, around three thousand twenty five hundred to 3,000 B.C. And that's
3: where that started to happen. Mm-hmm. And up until now, even when Spanish came in, they never really 100% took over that southern they part. They couldn't, yeah. Okay, cool. Because they were,
2: they were warriors. They knew how to organize. Yeah. You know, so that's interesting. Okay, go forward. Go ahead. So, yeah, they weren't like – well, you know what's funny, too, is the same thing as uh, the northern was on the, yes. the mountain. Yes. They couldn't colonize there because – they couldn't get to the mountains. The terrain was. Too what's your sad.
3: theory on the Luzon area? Because I've read a couple different theories. I've read a couple different uh, theses. Um, I have a theory, but like, what's your take on that? Because uh, it almost seems like Mindanao and then whatever Central Philippines is, and then the north. It's almost three separate
2: like separate areas. What what's
3: your theory on uh, northern Luzon? You know,
2: Luzon. Well, okay. So my ancestors are from. Luzon, it seems know, like so a
3: lot of people come from that area, but yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So
2: it, it's like the lowland areas, everywhere in between, were the ones that was first colonized. Uh, you know what I mean? Spaniards. By the Spaniards. Okay. By the Spaniards. Okay. Okay. So let's get back to that. So before we get into that, fourth wave was the Spanish. Okay. So you have all these intermixing of different races, different and, cultures. And different yeah. cultures. Mm-hmm. That's what made the Philippines who we are. Who we are you today. Know? So had Spain not come, we wouldn't even be the Philippines today. today. Exactly. Right. We wouldn't even be called
3: the Philippines essentially. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So <laughs> there would have been no King Philip. No, King it just King would have now. been Luzon, yeah.
3: whatever in the middle, yeah. and then Mindanao. essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And yeah. at that
2: time, it wasn't even re- referred to as Luzon. Besides me. we were just tribes. Mm, true. Of, or was tribes. it? Who knows? Ah <laughs> Who knows? No, Go ahead. Continue. So yeah. um yeah basically um when from what I've read when Spain was co- conquering the lowlands. Mm-hmm. People started Going migrating to the mountains. The mountains, yeah. yeah. And at the same time, there's always there was people there via Taiwan because Taiwan is so very close, close. very close. Like, you could take yes. a boat ride, you know. And they from like the they
3: coast. assimilate that that Taiwanese uh, migration yeah. with the northern part of. Uh, the Philippines. Yes. Which is very interesting because when you look at uh, Taiwanese food, mm-hmm. which is where our, a lot of the questions about history, for me anyways, started to arise is when I started to see the similarities in uh, the different types of food. And with um, with that Taiwanese food, there is a lot of similarities, yeah. like Taiwanese rice noodles, which mm-hmm. is essentially pancit. Yep. But they're two labeled different things. But when you see the influence and if you had to consider the migration and possibly what may or may not have happened I could see where heavy Chinese influence from to the north of the Philippines becomes you know kind of a thing so, definitely, definitely. yeah so that's what's crazy it know. is So
2: that, that, that's what's dope too and again um, if you look at the tai- Taiwan's, the indigenous Taiwan's Taiwanese's tattoos mm-hmm. it's very similar and I was telling them it's like yeah. that's where, where they say the root of um, a lot of the tattooing came from was From, from, the, from Taiwan. Oh, ah. Yeah. Okay. So. Nice. Yeah. That's, so it, it, it's it's so pretty crazy. The yeah. You good?
3: I can't.
0: You my I can't hear you. Yeah.
3: What's up? What the fuck happened? Yo. Hello. Hello. Damn.
1: Fuck. Wait. Yo, all talk?
3: Yes. <laughs> it's a reading on here. Something happened when Deeks moved. Something. Happened. Am I on the splitter? Who's on the splitter? Nah, it's you guys. Who is it? Okay, now we're on. So, I'm on the splitter. Change out Deeks with mine, because Deeks doesn't talk.
0: (laughs) I'm about to talk the whole next (laughs) pot. Oh, all
3: good. All all good, man. You're bringing some real, real fucking knowledge right now, though. So, go ahead. So, you got the fourth wave with the Spanish colonization. Now, the northern area possibly being influenced by Taiwan. Mm. Continue on.
2: So... That's where, that's where we think the, the as far as the art of tattooing came from.
3: It was from the Taiwanese. Yes. Okay. Just,
2: just because I mean the patterns, it's it's, it's like it's undeniable, man. Very similar. Pattern, it's, like, mm-hmm. it's it's too similar. Mm-hmm. And then again, at the same time, you uh, you look at the tattoos from Samoa and Tonga. How would it have gotten from there to back up maybe, there? You know. Okay. So that's why it makes sense that the migration pattern
3: went from Taiwanese down to Philippines and then out to the Pacific Coast. Exactly. Uh,
2: There's a a new article, too, saying that um, most of Polynesia, if not all Polynesia...
3: Came from that Taiwanese thing. I've seen that. I've seen that. See, it's funny because the way I trace history is a lot of it is either through cuisine or how indigenous uh, ingredients, whether it's a, a chicken or whether it's a sweet potato or something like that, like, are able to travel because when you... Figure out things that are indigenous to the area versus things that were introduced. Then you really start to question, okay, how did it get here? Right. Because they do talk about the chicken. The chicken's a big deal. Um, I want to say horses are a big deal as well. Because Luzon is very mysterious to me because like yourself and myself and a lot of Filipino people, um, a lot of ancestors come from that area. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Mindanao and you look at Luzon, those are almost two different, countries in my opinion mm-hmm. if you consider the idea that the philippines sits on islands consisting of 7100 plus mm-hmm. islands mm-hmm. um northern luzon and then you you know you you point out the the proximity with um taiwan and you just you almost like it's 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 cool because you could kind of fantasize about it and 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 a the big theory is taiwan was basically China that gravitated towards the an island, and they took whatever that was, and then that shit was able to permeate to the northern part of the Philippines, and that culture ended up becoming part of this whole Polynesian culture, mm-hmm. and it's traced because the chicken is very vindicative of, um, that kind of migration. Uh, we have the same chickens here or the same chickens in the Philippines, apparently, as they do in most Polynesian cultures. And if that's the case, then how did it get there and who spread it? And I think that's where we're at in terms of history. um, Who introduced it? Because a lot of people think it came from here and then they came out there and then came back versus, no, it was introduced here, down here, and then introduced out. Which is very interesting because this is a discussion that's actually happening in real time. You know what I'm saying? So, like,
2: like you were saying, we are seafaring people. Yeah. We're known for building massive... Exactly, like,
3: trade, trade routes. Cities, you know, like, yeah. we're very comfortable, and I almost think that this speaks to a lot of Filipino people out there, whether they realize it or not, that we have a very strange ability to get along with literally every single person. Mm-hmm. Um, we find a through line with most cultures, and uh, we're very indifferent to ethnic um, anything, to be honest, Uh, It seems like we're the most universal um, people that are embracing of other cultures. And I think when you look at seafaring routes, and if you figure that if we did work with as far as India, apparently going to every country going in from India, our country has always been occupied by foreigners. Mm -hmm. But in that sense, in the past anyways, before Spanish culture, it was through uh, a means of commerce. And that means that there's a a sense of equality where our purpose is to really exchange ideas or exchange, you know, like uh, products essentially. And then that's the basis of it, Mm -hmm. which is crazy because I look at it as a double-edged sword where being Filipino-American in this day and age, I embrace the idea that I am very uh, open to other cultures. But at the same time, I navigate through the world not having my own identity and I think that if it's not myself, I feel like a lot of other Filipino people, whether it's my generation or the generation after me, we don't have something to acclimate to. Uh,
2: I've, I hear what you're saying. Boom. I hear what you're saying. Yes.
3: So,
2: yes. Filipino Americans, um, you know, a lot are confused. About yeah. Where we're at. You know, a lot of people are searching for themselves.
3: Yeah. Um, How do you navigate that, though? Because you figure our, our – our history was essentially erased by a migration of It was the fourth wave. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And wave that killed it, you know? and you know, yes, it's water on the bridge, but going forward, obviously being in the situation you're in and, and, and being part of this, you know, uh, organization, like what is the mandate? What is it that we're or you and the group are trying to accomplish in that in that sense, you know okay. what I'm saying?
2: So we are Um, reviving or have already revived Mm -hmm. indigenous Filipino tattoos and we're Mm -hmm. trying to promote that Mm -hmm. the reason why tattooing culture is so important to Filipinos because that's before Spain came Mm -hmm. every single Filipino or before we were called Filipinos every single tribe was tattooed Mm -hmm. and that's in research from Luzon, Visayas and Mm -hmm. When when Spain first came in the 1500s they uh, arrived in the Visayas and they called us, uh, they referred to the islands as La Islas de los Pontados, mm-hmm. which is the island of the Painted Ones. Mm-hmm. So they saw, I mean, imagine going to a foreign place, you know, and you seeing people.
3: Tattooed all painted, the way up. Painted from head yeah, to toe.
2: You know, but that was our tradition. That was mm-hmm. our culture. And it was in every single region of the Philippines mm-hmm. until Spain came. Uh, so tattooing is directly related to head headhunting. Directly related to headhunting, so they outlawed headhunting, of course. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, with headhunting being outlawed, tattooing almost vanished,
3: yeah, because that was your bounty or your reward for doing you right. know your work, patterns. yeah, of, of course, yeah.
2: You know? So, and again, it's funny because you look at the different patterns be- from Luzon and Visayas and Mindanao, dude, we were all all hit hunters mm-hmm. you know it's like by they, nature they we're still getting uh getting tattoos for the same reasons but the patterns were different mm-hmm. you know what I mean some of them some of them would be similar but m- mostly it's your environment you know mm-hmm. what I mean you you, know, you lived in the
3: mountains so you have something uh, representative um, of your environment just exactly. like anybody else that gets a tattoo it's just whatever's conducive to your everyday life exactly, yeah exactly you
2: know, what, what your status is in the tribe mm-hmm. you know um, Men wouldn't get their chest uh, tattooed unless they took heads. Yeah. Um, women were doing it for. Yeah, no, that's real. For fertility, for adornment. Yeah. You know, to find a mate.
3: It was more representative of a way of life, and that was your your mark essentially in terms of tribal culture. If I had to take like, a guess, I
0: feel like that's like a Chinese thing too. Cause I heard Chinese th- when you see dragons, mm-hmm. the more dragons they have, the higher hierarchy.
3: They are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dragons hold a really they're big they're spot in how like Chinese culture is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense because if you really, you know, if you had to trail down the history, it's like China already has a rich, rich, deep ancient history that they're able to keep track of. Mm-hmm. And if you consider the idea of when the dynasty was being pushed out, which is the idea of Luzon, where they talk uh, – I forgot what the last dynasty was. Anywho, um, they were pushed out, and there's a theory out there where the northern part of Luzon may have housed the last emperor of China, and that's what they're saying is, like, Luzon is vindictive of the Lu dynasty, and then Zon means – I don't remember, but, you know, getting high and just reading shit. I'm like, that's a very fascinating theory because I just got done watching fucking Genghis Khan or uh, what's it called, uh, Marco Polo. And Marco Polo is interesting because he was able to find I think he labeled it uh, Chapangu, C-I-P-A-N-G-U, something like that. He said that in his travels where I found this place that's rich with pearls and gold. And the way that on the map, he only I want to say he was really big on the longitude, not necessarily the latitude. So he labeled it whatever. Chapangu is very rich in this and that Japanese culture. Or Japanese people apparently claimed that as like, oh, he found Japan. But Col- Christopher Columbus, you know, shouts out to indigenous people, same. killer, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> on Monday. But anywho, he did the same uh, route apparently and he calculated that Marco Polo was incorrect because his latitude was so off. There's no way that Japan is very rich in gold and pearls because – at that time, Japan wasn't trading with China, so they weren't getting pearls because the only pers- the only people that had pearls at that time was China, and Japan didn't have that trade route with them, and they weren't rich in gold because they're more to the north. It just it didn't work out gold wise. But the Philippines did at that time. That's why Luzon is very mysterious in the way they talk about the Luzon dynasty, where Genghis Khan himself, possibly or uh, Kublai Khan, was like, "There's an island." That's far from us. I want to conquer, but it's too far. I can't get there. But they're rich in pearls, which at that time, the Philippines is known or the northern part of the Philippines, Luzon area, was very heavy with trade with China where they almost considered Luzon as Chinese people because it was so – the commerce was so readily available. And then you consider the gold, which most countries that border the equator – have a abundance of gold and it's known during marcus's reign that the japanese gave us gold for this but to be honest i honestly feel like the philippines already was is big reasons? in gold exactly so that's why history is very interesting and i like to question history even though historians are very uh apprehensive to allow people to question their you know uh studies but we always talk about like uh you know the uh the pyramids here and it's like that's constantly evolving. If that's always in question, then who's to say that most history should be up for questioning? And I want to say, with the, especially with the Filipino ancient history, um, I want to say it's still up for debate yeah. because it's very vast, it's very complex, and I want to say not enough people are dabbling into the concept or the idea of its vastness because I want to say Spanish did not colonize a bunch of savages. I want to say that we really had A way of living life that was very conducive and very uh, appropriate for the people um, of that culture in that time Mm -hmm. to live the best life possible and for some reason or however the world works no you're savages here's a spoon and a fork you need to eat civilized exactly here's a barong so it's see through so I could see and make sure you don't have any weapons on you see I only learned that not so long ago Mm -hmm. but now that I see that I'm like that sucks that that's some way in a way glorified in our actual current culture you know what i'm saying and um yeah it's crazy man like i've done a lot of research that's why i'm really really um like appreciative for you to be on because this is something that you actually are living and doing through you know the tattooing world because that's a very small through line to find history but you know, just if not in that culture, it's in a lot of cultures where you find the truth and history through these practices, right. and why they're not existent or existence for that part. You exactly. know what
2: I'm saying? Well, tattooing is that's our folklore. That's our that's how we passed on our stories. Mm-hmm. Was our, our ancestors got their bodies marked? Them. Yeah. They would tell the children. They would tell the generation, Well, this represents whoever in our family mm-hmm. represents this guy. This deity, you know what I mean? And going back to the gold, um, if you go to like the mountain regions, mm. their jewelry, so this is a Linglingo, right? Um, this represents, they believe that spirits live here, mm. our ancestors live here. The real Linglingos are made out of gold. God they're, damn. They're not this big. Yeah. They're, 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 they're bigger. More. <laughs>
3: They're not this big. It's a whole bodysuit. Yes, yeah. continue.
2: So basically, they wore them in their ears. They wore them as necklaces. Yeah, gold was abundant in the mountains. It's like, where are they? Where are they going to get the gold from? Yeah. Uh, the the mountain people they didn't go venture too far into the lowlands. They once they went there, they mm. stayed there. Yeah, you know, and basically they were living off the land. That's yeah, how.
3: That's how most indigenous people of any culture or any tribe prior to any colonization, mm-hmm. that's how they live. It's weird because there is a very um, – it's very reminiscent because when you talk about Indian people that lived in Americas before, obviously, European culture, and most indigenous, like South American, like you're talking about all those, they essentially just did something very – I want to say basic. Just live off the land, live off what you have, create a community within – the resources that you have available to you nothing uh, above or beyond so yeah that's what i'm saying that, that that's very interesting
2: yeah definitely um so we were saying um as far as the the tattooing mm-hmm. that's why it's it's an important part had spain ever come every single filipino would be tattooed to this day mm-hmm. every single one you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's um it's for us for our organi- our organization market the four waves when we get our tattoo, it's not, it's not just, it's not, um, superficial, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's a direct connection, we believe, to our ancestors, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're honoring our ancestors by putting these marks on our body, because we believe that's what they would have wanted, you know, you know, they're we believe they're, they're looking down on us, but like, okay, and not just like, you know, Lola's or Lola's passed. You know, No, so even
3: we're, the we're generations like, prior. Exactly. Yeah. Getting, Talk that. about a struggle that was beyond our control. Yeah. And now we're only barely... And I want to say it might just be our generation that's actually able to acquire that information. Because I almost feel like the generation before us and even before them weren't able to even yeah. fathom the idea. Because I know the Spanish colonization was at least around 300 years, if not it plus. It was the longest uh, colonization of any country on another country Mm -hmm. and for us it just happened to be the most brutal
2: that which is
3: a very unfortunate because you you talk about like um you know uh most southeast asian countries were able to keep a lot of their ancient history intact because that was kind of a broker deal i'm assuming amongst colonizers and and the indigenous people to be like you can you know kind of you know keep some of your ancient history Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason when um, Spanish colonization happened, that shit was all wiped out. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: shit. We weren't even be gonna be called Filipinos. Yeah, the Filipinos were the Spanish that lived in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Those were the Filipinos. You know? Yeah, I mean, they didn't want they didn't want to give us that name. Yeah, Filipinos. They, you know they, they were, the land was named after King Philip, mm-hmm. but they felt we weren't worthy of being called king philip yeah exactly yeah yeah
3: so So it was only for the people that occupied the land exactly which is very unfortunate because we adopt that and i've heard of uh discussions and 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 people talking about like the the name panoy or philippines once you really double into it it's like not to say you don't have to call yourself that or anything like this but just look at the idea of how that came about and then trying to re rethink it Mm -hmm. because And I don't know of any culture that's like that, and I don't want to be like all homebody about it, but I mean, I'm Filipino-American, of course, but I do have this fascination. Because every friend that I know and everybody that I know does have an ancient history to clamber onto. But for some reason, my culture and my generation, the only things that are out there that are known is only Spanish culture going forward. And I would like to know ancient history. And I almost like the idea of this weird world where there's a lot of possibilities out there. Philippines might've been its own kingdom on its own. It might've been thriving just as much as what they say with the United States, with uh, the indigenous Indian tribes here where they're like, yo, they was already killing it. And it was already disrupted by the idea of another culture coming in here and trying to, you know, impose their culture, which isn't a bad thing. Cause I'll be honest without them, This conversation would would be happening. That's what I'm saying. So how do you, how do you, for you knowing everything that you know about possible ancient history stuff with the Philippines and with America, how do you navigate through the world today, and what is the best representation of how to go about it? Because it is kind of tough. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of Filipino people want to delve into any type of ancient history Mm -hmm. because they're already on their own ground. Like, eh, whatever. It's whatever.
2: That see, that's where. That colonial mentality is a big part of mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? That came from. It's
3: Spain. almost like first nature, not second nature.
2: Right. Spain came and then. We America won.
3: came. Exactly. Japan we, was in the middle of that. We
2: didn't kick Spain out. We got sold to fucking America.
3: Exactly. You know what I mean? America so, saw the resources like we can come here and yeah, come so get we this. We
2: continue to be a colony of America till this day.
3: Exactly. Like Even though we're independent, but realistically, we're the only Asian culture that embraces American culture like it's our own.
2: Right. We're, we're puppets to, to the U.S., man. It's a True. Government. Well,. I don't want to get into the whole... Say it.
3: Say what you mean. No, I'm Fucking the, the independent race is on. Like, dude, this is a conversation I honestly feel that needs to happen. And it doesn't happen enough because people feel like I don't talk politics. I don't talk religion. I don't want to get deep. I'm like, fuck getting deep. How about just talk about surface level shit? Like, what are we living on a day-to-day basis? Like, why do we have to slave ourselves um, out from that? Like, it's weird for me to identify with a Spanish culture. Mm -hmm. Cause I look at Chinese people. I look at Vietnamese. I look at Korean. I'm like, they're so foreign to me. But yet when I meet a Mexican person, I'm like, yeah, we on the same page, baby. Like I'll see you at mass on Sunday on six o'clock. But when you look at both histories individually and you figure out how we got to this point, it's kind of like, how can we never question it? Oh, that's right. Because we were fucking so suppressed for so long. And so demoralized, If that's the correct word, it's like fuck to so far to the point where we essentially don't have an identity Mm -hmm. and it kind of sucks going forward. But with things like this and this conversations, I'm like, there's an ounce of hope to let me feel like I'm channeling some inner spirit that may have existed way before my time. That's what I'm saying. They're uh,
2: they're talking to you. That's how I feel. They're using you as a vessel to get. To get through to you You gotta get tatted to get
3: I think I do have to get tatted You,
2: gotta, you do Hey yo Do you guys <laughs> I really feel With the uh, we, get, we, get, we do uh, The shark tooth tapping, We do um, Hand poking the, the main shot This was this What's was, the tradition Like how does it How did they do it In the In the Philippines It was hand tapped Oh the, the way they did it Back in the day Everything was so they're tapping. Tapping. Yep. So what
3: are they using? What, what's What's the and thing done. that's tapping? Like just to get a little intricate so, with that.
2: So it's like basically a little bamboo branch. Okay. And then the thorn is like from a citrus tree or an orange tree. Or okay. Some some type of citrus fruit. Yeah. They They make the suit uh, the ink out of um, man. It's It's basically from like the black stuff from the bottom of pots. So it's not.
3: Yeah, like the residue or the – I forgot what to call that.
2: Even now, man, like I went to go see Wonga. This is where I got this from. Uh It's it's not the most – I was scared, bro, because like – Yeah, that doesn't sound – Yeah, it's mad sketchy. It's not sanitary at all. Yeah, it's mad sketchy.
3: But yet then do you go against like a practice that was possibly over like how many years? You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of weird because coming from the Western world, you're thinking like I need sterile environments. I need this. I need that versus – well, shit, these motherfuckers may have been doing this for more than 2,000 years, if not more. Right. And that's still questionable, but, I mean, that's what I'm saying.
2: But, see, people are going up there because, you know, she's such a – she's kind of like a, a tourist attraction, which is, is – it's good. It brings revenue to that area. Yes,
3: but, as, as it should be. Yeah. Know, at
2: the same time, a lot of people feel like she's being exploited. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have hell of foreigners going up.
3: But that's a very – see, okay, so let me ask you that question then. It's being exploited, but yet it's almost like a good thing because there's a certain preservation factor in there.
2: Right. It's, if I had to
3: take a guess, yeah. out of the a hundred people, and that's probably downplaying it, but a hundred people that go over there to you know for that tattooing thing, how many of those actually have like, um, you know, get get the idea, and possibly spawn this kind of conversation? Because right. this conversation could touch one person who decides to tell 10 people and one of those 10 people decided to tell a thousand. And that's how I honestly feel because I don't know the Filipino language. Like I'm, I'm barely aware of some of the history. I'm trying to do my best to do it, but I know I'm not indigenous to the culture. I haven't even fucking been there and it sucks because I want to go there being a Filipino American just to identify with something. But also when I look farther, farther away and look at the big context, i feel like filipino americans are blessed because you do get a blank slate um there may be things from your prior history that are in your blood that may help you to do a whole bunch of things but you're able to navigate through american culture like basically like without restriction right you know what i'm saying like a child yeah because most cultures almost have to burden another generation before them um you know with Mexican culture it's very traditional uh Chinese culture you're still trying to abide by a certain thing with Filipino people um especially Asian Americans or Filipino Americans first gen second gen there essentially isn't a barometer on how to live this life in American culture and I want to say I've actually benefited from that um, because there wasn't a preconceived a uh, culture I had to abide by. Like, I did go to church a little bit, but I already knew that shit was fucked up because I was like, hey, how come pops ain't going? I was like, well, if that ain't going, then I know this shit ain't bullshit. I mean, this shit's bullshit because yeah. if he ain't going, then, you, go? you know what I'm saying? That's why the hip-hop culture and the dance culture and the whole, you know, Filipino culture in the 90s essentially uh, helped bring me to a realization of arts and being myself, um, not necessarily with the ancient culture per se, but it, kept me in tune with that. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm glad I'm revisiting it because the information's available now and discussion points are there, there is people like yourself, and I know there's a handful of people out there, if not more than that, that are really trying to talk about uh, the possibility of what we came from and trying to preserve that. Because once a generation passes by, and if they don't speak the language just as much as I don't, then that means whatever our generations and our ancestors went through, Language dies. is for nothing yeah. essentially you know what i'm yeah, saying I'm,
2: see i'm filipino-american too yeah i unfortunately i don't know how to speak the language yeah either. yeah i can understand it you mm-hmm. know what I, mean? I can it's funny i can write it mm-hmm. oh I can, shit I, I can i have to, i can think about it you know? yeah think about it okay then i'll write it but if i'm trying to carry conversation it's like okay give me a second i gotta get my thoughts together you know it, it doesn't come out like that mm-hmm. um uh that's going back to also assimilating my parents assimilating into American culture. That's mm-hmm. Filipino American. Yeah, they had a hard time. They decided it would be best or easiest for me and my siblings to grow up just speaking English, mm-hmm. you know, which is
3: which sucks because why the fuck is only the Filipino culture wants to do that? Because Chinese people were like, "Fuck that, you gotta- you're going to Sunday school, you're learning fucking Chinese." Right. Vietnamese people like, no nah, we speak Vietnamese all day, every day." Fuck that, but. The Filipino culture, for some reason, was like, no, I do not want no trouble, do not get okay. beat up at school, that's learn exactly. the most proper oh, English possible. Fuck! Unique English. God damn it, that man, shit pisses me off.
0: Tagalog at city,
3: though. Who?
0: They got it at City College.
3: What? Tagalog. Oh, nah, right? man. I'm trying to get that shit at birth. <laughs> well, you <laughs> well, did it's it, not, so you gotta go to like, City College. I ain't gonna go to God City College. I'm going to fucking, what's that, what's that, You're uh, internet, college, what's that internet, uh, language course?
1: Fucking uh, Rosetta Stone. Rosetta
3: Stone. I'm Rosetta Stoning some shit. Yeah, they
1: got, they got that Pinsler. shit. Yeah. yeah. They should. You can learn that shit on YouTube. Also.
3: If you have the time. Fuck that.
1: You ever see those videos of those three or those four white guys that live in the PI and
2: they speak Tagalog just perfectly fucking fluent, fluent as yeah. fuck? It's yeah.
1: crazy. Yeah. I'm like, damn. I feel bad. I mean,
3: <laughs> how many times you been to the Philippines? Once. How many times you been to the Philippines? Once. <laughs> Sarah, uh, no. How many times have you been in the Philippines? Twice. All right. How many times you went there for actual, like, I'm trying to learn about this? Once. That's what's crazy, man. Like, and to be honest, like, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse. Because living in American culture, I actually embraced the idea of having individuality. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. But I also love the idea that there's a possibility that Filipino people, or whatever you want to call ourselves, back in the days, was the idea of being possibly greater than what we ever could imagine is insane. Like, you ever heard of Princess Arduha? No. So there's a princess, apparently, in the Pangsinan area of the Philippines or wherever that is. There's a statue of this individual. Um, she's a apparently a princess of that island, of the um, Talawasi people. And um, she was a warrior princess yeah, that fought off like a whole fleet of... Invaders, apparently. I don't know if it's Spanish, but invaders. And they made a statue for her. And this nobody talks about it. I don't know. I was super high one day. I was looking up something, and it led me to this. And the Philippines made a really funny Disney movie out of it. But all I'm seeing is, like, this fucking beautiful princess of this crazy mixed descent. Able to wield some power, and the myth is that she fought off an entire army by herself. Obviously, that's not the case, but the way it's depicted through myth, she did that. And there's a statue erected for her in that area. And I'm like, how the fuck does nobody know about this? Right, yeah. How is this not a Disney movie? She was a fucking ten years ago, man. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, seriously. Like it was like that. Like if you look at the trailer on YouTube, look up fucking Princess Raduha. It's the wildest shit. And that's just one that's one little thing that we may have uncovered. Mm-hmm. Like the Laguna copper plate. You heard about the Laguna copper plate that they found in the Laguna area of the Philippines? No. So anywho, they found this copper plate in the eight nineteen nineties, I wanna say. Or eighties. And it was basically a copper plate that was found in the Manila area. It was written in old Malay or Old Tagalog, I wanna say. And what it said, it was basically like a, a exchange of currency. But all that says is this, and I want to say the date of it was nine hundred BC. So Damn. between nine hundred BC and whenever the Spanish invaded, the assumption was Filipino people were some weird tribal people that had no type of writing system, no nothing. Yet you find this Laguna Copper Laguna Copper plate, look that shit up, bitches. Um It's basically an exchange of either real estate or goods. And the reason why it's significant is because it depicts a bunch of different cultures in this writing. Because it's written in Old Malay. So it's not necessarily Babayin, but it's uh, something else that's very conducive to other cultures. Meaning that there was some trade happening between a fucking shitload of people. And uh, it's it's an artifact that was recently brought up and... The only reason why I bring that up because this was found out recently, so that leads me to believe I'm like, fuck what you know. The world is fucking open to possibilities. because the- that makes me feel like how vast and how great was this Philippine ancient culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mindanao to itself already has a rich history, and it sucks because um, not only uh, like Muslim people kind of embrace it, but it's 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 to the side. Filipino people should embrace that as well because that's very vindicative of the the people spirit, if I had to say. And I don't know what even to call those people at the time. But you're talking about like this place was never even colonized by the Spanish people. Mm-hmm. And Spanish came in strong as fuck. Mm-hmm. And they imposed their role on everybody. But yet this one little southern part of the Philippines right, could never be fucked with. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Theories say that they sit on a million pounds of fucking gold out there. Mm-hmm. But yet... They can't infiltrate that.
2: That's why they're trying to separate, or they've been trying to separate from the Philippines and don't want to be called
3: well, yeah. the Philippines. Yeah, which I get. And that's why I think people need to respect that and understand that. You know, like uh, the issue that's going on with, not Borneo, but uh, what's what's that debate right now? There's a very big issue.
2: Duterte? The president?
3: The, the president, but even it precedes him. There's a piece of land that's very controversial with uh, Southeast Asia in its uh, claims to it. Um, fuck. The, South Chi-
2: the South China Sea, which is the South, should be South Philippines or the West Philippines Sea. Like yeah. That.
3: So, Like you see a lot of this happening with the Philippines and then if you look at Southeast Asia as a whole, not just the Philippines, but I'm talking about like Malaysia, you're talking about Thailand, you're talking about all these places. I'm like, fuck, a lot of this shit is underwater. To be honest, when you look at the how it is, you're like, how the fuck are you going to tell me a country's 7,100 plus pieces of land that's a that's a that's a country how hard is that to govern you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i'm like i honestly feel like philippine or the philippine idea or that whole idea is not made to be governed Mm -hmm. and it leads me to leave like this whole other bigger thought of like you know what most people aren't supposed to be governed at all i want to say it's 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 that's not how it's supposed to be. That's just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, be, be, awesome. very be, be very communal. Uh, be very aware of your surroundings because, you know, look at our country right now. Like, how are you going to tell me Donald Trump's, like, killing it? <laughs> yet, there's fucking three, what, how many people live in our country? Three bill? 300, 330 million. 330 million people live in our country. And you're going to tell me between that 100, 330, million half of them want Trump but that's not the case because once you break down the fucking statistics 30% of people vote that means you're talking about let me isolate middle America for instance those are the people that vote and out of those 30 people 50% of them want Trump 50% of them want Hillary so that's not vindicative of the actual people that occupy the land
2: I I think with that too is like the whole Trump Hillary thing like I think they just gave us a fucking villain in Trump So majority of people like fuck. I don't want this dude. I want you're gonna pick the opposite. Is a lesser two evils. That's what sucks. There isn't a lesser two evils. There isn't. I mean, regardless, we're fucked up in in their ways. We're we're fucked either way, you know. So Mm. I think it shit that he was. Like I said, we were given a villain, yeah, someone to hate. You know, I mean, yeah. There's he has the supporters, Mm. but I think it's. More so, so people can be like, "I don't want this dude."
3: What do you honestly think of like the debate right now? Like, what do, what do you think about the presidential candidacy right now?
2: I think it's all bullshit, man. If yeah. You, either way, either way, we're fucked. I but I I think Clint's gonna win no yeah. matter what. Yeah. There's just she owns the media. There's like these two, you know, they give us these two choices, but to me, it's an illusion. Like, regardless. That no, president is already. Yeah, there's. There, Always is. There, Everybody
1: there, knows the winner. I mean, you know, they know who's going to win.
2: Exactly. It's like that saying the presidents are. Uh, the manager. Elected, are selected, not yeah. elected. Ooh! So, so they're. Whoever's fucking. Con- Hillary, whoever, Trump, they're fucking... They're just a the face. Yeah. You know I mean? of, yeah.
3: They're the manager we talk to at McDonald's when we have a complaint. Exactly. Like, I'm trying to talk to Ronald himself. No, you have to talk to me, Jared. Not Jared. Ronald McDonald. <laughs>
1: exactly. Jared. Jarrett.
3: But there's something to be said for that. In conspiracy theory or not. It's like, when you... This is what I like about the election. I was telling somebody today at work, actually. I was like, this is what I like. What Donald Trump indicates is whoever is fucking paying attention... This shows you that this is vindicative of our country right now. We're split somehow. There's a lot of people that feel like, yeah, kick all the motherfuckers out. Here's what we need to do. And there's another motherfuckers that's like, well, do you want him or do you want me? Those are people that fear what we think may or may not happen. My honest opinion is like, look, federal government never had an effect on my everyday life to begin with. And like you said, I want to say it's all bullshit. I want to say we're feeding this some media frenzy that has nothing to do with our everyday lives. You know what I'm saying? Like if we wanted to make a difference, honestly, we should be over here at town hall meetings. We should be at PTA meetings. We should be at fucking all the communal shit where it's like I want to meet the people that I'm seeing on a daily basis um, make a difference. But instead, we like to you know kind of dabble into populace. We like to dabble into like what everybody's talking about. But if you consider 300 and how many? 30 million? Mm -hmm. 330 million people live in this country. It's too many fucking people. Like, how about we just concentrate on what needs to happen with us and the people surrounding you? And if that's the case... Let's just go forward with that. But then when you start on that thinking, in my opinion, that's some weird tribal shit that is not only conducive to ancient possible Filipino culture, but we're talking about Indian culture. We're talking about old school Chinese culture. We're talking about any indigenous people that lived on these lands exactly. that really just stuck to a tribal mentality because it's very minimal. It's very conducive to um, using, you know, like you said, the resources around you. You're only... What you are around you. Right. So, why are we thinking big picture when, let's be honest, like when Obama was in office, like Jay Z does a concert, P. Diddy does a concert, all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm going to vote for him because I seen them as Carters on there. I'm like, that's right. the worst shit. Because you could say Obama's tenure was great and it was shitty, but at the same time, it's like it didn't really affect anybody directly.
2: Right. How did it affect your everyday life? That's what I'm saying. I mean, if we're all Obama care.
3: I mean, you in particular, but you're one of a million people out there that was able to qualify for it. But aside from that, we're very in control of our own lives. The problem is people don't want to handle the everyday life and don't want to understand the idea, in my opinion, uh, giving it back to the future. Mm-hmm. That, that's just me. You know what I'm saying? You have a family. You have a fam. You're well on your way. Um,
1: <laughs> you found
3: my, my thing is trying to uh, stand tall and firm, to allow that next generation to stand on our shoulders and look even farther than what we saw. Um, I think we lose track of that, and I I, want to be able to have these discussions in order to help propel a generation after us to even go farther. And I want to say our generation is the one that's going to scratch the surface. Yeah, definitely. Because information is readily available. You have people that are willing to take the risk on themselves to devil into whatever art or thought process, to start the conversation, let alone this movement of embracing whoever you are as a person, more or less. I don't want to say it's conducive to being Filipino per se, but there is something about embracing who you are as a person. And these are the little things that allow us to do it. Um, and I hope that that's the case going forward because when I look at everything and I, I really take a farther step back, I'm like, this is all fucking nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I only control what I'm in control of when I wake up. And you look to your left, you look to your right, you look who you're hanging out with. I'm like, that's really what we're in control of. So how about let me focus all my energy on that, let everything else play out the way it it plays out, because I don't want to have to worry about some nonsense that's beyond my control. Mm. And that's how I feel. Because once I really figured out like the the voting uh, turnout, when they said, yo, it's been 30% since like the 50s, I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. But yet, when I looked up the Philippines, that shit was 70%. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. But when you look at Marcos, Marcos fucking educated people allow them to take part in their, you know, um, in their communities. Mm -hmm. And even if you're fucking a farmer, even if you're this, it's like uh, learn and you'll be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. Controversial him is or isn't. I'm like, that was huge because... That's fucking crazy that the Philippines versus the United States has a seventy percent turnout versus a thirty percent turnout
2: that's yeah the, the whole voting thing too is like people people are like well wow, you got to vote, you got to vote it's a privilege you know we, we we have to fight for that, but at the same time it's like you have other countries that believe in voting voting their whoever gonna be, their ruler is going to be mm-hmm. and then you have people like me for instance i don't believe voting works i don't either you know I mean? here at least
3: yeah i know. think that's the way just to get me in a fucking jury that's yeah, just me exactly. so, <laughs> you know what i'm saying find out where the fuck i live after fucking 10 years i'm like i ain't feeling yeah.
2: that so that's that's what's it, it's a trip like you you like i said you go to different lands are like no you have to vote we yeah fought for that we people bled for your right to vote yeah and then you have p- people that are like no i don't believe in that shit you know it's re- yeah. regardless um, back to the marcos thing i met um this one dude in the philippines who who said during marcos's reign out there yeah. it was one of the best times that's what i hear
3: so what's your take from the people you talk to like you know i've asked actually my parents i've asked other people's parents what's your honest take with that because i almost feel like i've been jaded by the idea that this motherfucker was a dictator this and that but yeah. yet i see statistics and i see everything that preceded him yeah. and i'm like I mean, I don't know. That's,
2: I think that has to do with the whole power of the media again, and mm-hmm. them using it against against the common people. Yeah. Because when I met this dude out here, he was actually our guide when we went through the mountains out there. Mm-hmm. He, uh, that was the first time I ever heard. I was like, "Holy shit! There's there's Filipinos that you know fucking loved Marcos. Yeah. You know, said that the, the country was in its best state. The best. Like, economically, financially. Yeah, safety.
3: Talking. It was like, yo, it was the like, best shit to live in. Yeah, I
2: was like. Holy shit, I have never heard that cause
3: Yeah, I, I grew up, you know. The narrative was dictatorship, get the fuck law, out, you know, martial law. He's you know, fucking ruling everything. You know, yeah, he's, yeah. So that's all from the media. You
2: mm-hmm. know? That's media fucking brainwashing. Media yeah. controls our thoughts. The are,
3: narrative. It know? controls the narrative, which sucks. Because yeah. it almost seems like, unfortunately, that's what we're living in today. Exactly. It's the same. We go off of the feed, which is Facebook, which is Yahoo, which is Google. Whatever you're getting your news from. That's that's how you feel about the world, and it sucks because it's really a click away, and that's beyond our control of what they want to put in our face. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I had a choice, I'm like, I want positive shit on my homepage every day, but that's not the case. Mm. Go ahead, continue on.
2: Um, well, no shit. That's basically what I was saying. I was like, yeah, when I heard this dude, I was like, really? And then so I started, you know, like you're saying, Facebook. Mm -hmm. I started seeing. It's funny because I started seeing more and more posts were like. No, Marcos was like, he was great.
3: I've seen a lot of them. It's funny because my actual family is like torn between half. Mm -hmm. Like I have a side of the family that's like, yo, we're pro fucking, uh, what's his face? Um, Who's the guy that assassinated? What's his name? Uh, Yeah, Nino Aquino. Like there's a side of my family that's like very big on them. And then there's another side of my family that's like, you know what? Like without Marcos, like we wouldn't be where we're at now. And it's a very interesting debate because there is a generation, which is ourselves, that are very uh, absent to that. And granted, we don't live there. Don't get me wrong. Like, look, we don't have to be involved with that. But I want to say I think it's a better barometer of what democracy, um, like what's good about it, what's shitty about it. Because I don't ever want to depict like like f- you know, Fidel Castro, for instance. It's painted 50-50 to me. Because people say, like, I was a fucking dick there. He did. This and that. Keep in mind. Um, he was revered by a generation because he moved – he started the revolution to boot out everybody that wasn't fucking Cuban out of their country. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he's such a big deal. He was in. a, he was a big deal in American culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you have people wearing Che Guevara T-shirts. You have people revering Fidel Castro as the savior of a country. Mm-hmm. Yet it is a 50-50 split. And I want to say – once you gain the knowledge of these situations and you start to get perspective, um, and and this is a, a thing that I, I actually almost go into with most situations is it depends on who's telling the story. Right. Always two sides the you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, Gaddafi. Yeah. Gaddafi a fucking big deal. That's yeah. funny that you mentioned that because I was hella looking that up too because I actually had a co-worker that was from Turkey, and they were able to get their family out during that time. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because when I asked them, they were like, we only left more or less for some other reason, but it wasn't for the reason that people think. Because mm-hmm. if it was my choice, that was the best one. time ever. Right, right. And that's I was like it's funny because the way he's depicted through uh, media, it's a yeah. totally different story. Mm-hmm. What you know about Gaddafi? Nothing. What you know about Gaddafi?
1: <laughs>
3: you know what I'm saying? No, that, this, is, this is what it is. See, now with the knowledge at everybody's fingertips, you almost want to ask, how media plays a role in our everyday lives. If I had to take a through line between if anybody out there listening and Jamie Foxx said this on, um, the Tim Ferriss podcast, I want to say, he said, take back the fucking narrative. Like as people of this country and people of individuality and this idea, um, you have free thought, you have the free will to want to follow what you want to follow. The cool thing is the internet allows you to find that. Instead of prescribing to a news feed that tells you what to feel and think, mm-hmm. you truly get to decide. You just have to make the conscious effort to do it. Right. Um, and I think most people need to fucking or at fucking least do that.
2: Unplug. You know? Yeah,
3: unplug and have the discussion. Don't
2: watch, don't watch fucking news. Don't watch CNN. Don't watch Fox. Seriously.
3: Because if you follow the money, it really comes to like a handful of people. Right. And if I'm paying a company to try to run a narrative, I'm going to run the narrative according to what I feel my best interests are.
2: You you guys are doing that right now with this podcast. I'm trying to. That's dope. Shout out to you guys. Hey, I'm
3: trying, man. We talk a lot about this ancient history shit because he's of Filipino descent. He's half, and he has the other half fucking Chinese. Uh, Me being also Filipino, it's like I do live in mystery. Um, A lot of Filipino people I do meet are very uh, eclectic. uh, For the ones that embrace it, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I I love the beauty in that because. Um, there's a lot of a lot of Filipino Americans that I've, I've come across in my life and a lot of them evolve constantly. And I, I take it as a, a good thing now. Not necessarily back then, but now I do because this life is, is made to live it the way you want to live it. You know what I'm saying? When I first met you, and I don't even think you remember, you had long hair, you had the curls, you had the glasses. Oh, I remember you emceeing. Um, I was hanging out at this blog party uh I remember Soul club was there. I remember hanging kicking with him and I remember y'all performed and you had the the quick rap, if I had to take a guess. Like you had a very intricate way that double you time, ended yeah. it. Yeah, that double time rap. Yeah. uh I remember this, seriously. I, I really remember this like it was yesterday. And um uh, yeah, that party. That's what I'm saying, but it's cool because the reason why I like this is because, like, for you, for instance, and I remember running into like Brum, shout out to Brum, seeing um like Lou, seeing Caesar, we had Caesar on. It's like you're never that person uh, because you always evolve. Mm-hmm. And I think the beautiful part about being a human being in general is that evolution and the embracing of of the new journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember all you guys hanging out together as one. To where all you guys are individually now, and I I like that idea because it allows me to go forward and understand that if opportunities arise or if there's a, a inclination to want to do something, um, feel free to hop on it because this life doesn't have to be regulated to some weird, this is what you have to do, this is security, do what you have to do, uh, live this life, and be very simple. I'm like, no, 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 opportunities come, do the shit you want to do, have fun.
2: Definitely, man. And speaking of journeys, man, we encourage all penoys ghost hunting too <laughs> in Hawaiian. Yeah,
3: yeah. Sure. Hell, hey, that's real. <laughs>
2: <Hell> <laughs> no, yeah. I remember that, man. I was I was pretty scared because like everyone started running and shit. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was just reacting. Off For
3: the- all you the- I don't know, you know people the- told the story episode I don't know fucking thirty something <laughs> where he had this in depth. Uh, moment in Hawaii talking about fucking ghost hunting, and we actually have somebody to vouch for that fucking story right <laughs> over here. It's
2: real, it happened, you know what <laughs> I mean? But like, no, when, when we're out there, I was like, damn, that's what they do in Waipahu in Hawaii? That's what we yeah, we did. Yeah. Was ghost and hunting shit. And shit. And I was like, okay, I'm all for it. But yeah, like, I was reacting to the crowd because everyone started fucking running. I, was like, okay, I'm like, I started that today. shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck.
1: And then I was the last one. I got ran yeah. over. Yeah. Fucking hell, of people were running me over. My shoe fell in a creek.
2: Good times, man. That's when I first met people. Young life. Yeah. That young life.
3: How old were you, Jordan, if you don't mind was, me asking?
2: At the time, I was 17, turning 18. Woo! That
3: young life. Okay, tell me this. Jordan at 18, and Jordan, where you're at now, fucking a nice 22 years old. Um, <laughs> you. What, do you feel the trajectory was at that age did what did you think you were going to be doing at this age now
2: shit i thought i'd still be fucking rapping and shit Uh (laughs) uh-huh you know i thought i'd be fucking living large fucking touring the world and shit you know but you know it didn't work out like that so
3: how does that work (laughs) like that's how does that work though like this is interesting because i think this is an interesting (laughs) conversation because i know there's a whole bunch of uh 17 18 possibly 16 year olds out there that may or may not be listening to us but life especially for Asian-American, Filipino-American, it kind of takes whatever course you want to take. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no expectations. It's like, if you had to give a bit of information about somebody, you know, growing up in this uh, paradigm, like, what would you give advice to?
2: Shit, man. If you be prepared when that you get your first kid. <laughs> ah, that's true. That's the yeah. biggest game changer in the world.
3: How so? How so for all you fucking parents out there?
2: Um, sh- your priorities are... Completely Hmm. flipped around.
3: This feels like I'm not buying those fucking pair of shoes anymore. (laughs) Like, my style is out the fucking door. But in a good way. Good. In
2: a good way. I'm I'm blessed to be a dad and have kids. That's good. be where I'm at right now. Congrats. And uh, thank you. And, you know, try to teach them what, you know, guide them in the right way. Hopefully, shit, I'm not... I, I make mistakes all the time.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the weirdest thing. Like, you guys are both parents. Like, how what's what's that like, P? Like, how do you feel about, you know, like, for instance, like, your oldest, like, she's coming into her own. Like, oh. how does that work? You know what I'm saying? She's like almost her own person. I want to say she'll probably move out in about a year.
1: <laughs> that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like for sure. Um, I Like Jordan said, you kind of just have to not necessarily... Guide them, but, you know, give them, give them a goal, give them something that, you know, that that's tangible for Mm -hmm. them. And it's kind of like an everyday thing. It's not something like, you know, you're going to be an actress when you get, you're going to be a a model or you're going to, you know, do something crazy. You're going to have a, you know, a crazy scientist or whatever. Nothing like that. It's, it's a day by day thing for, for us anyways. Mm -hmm. like finish your homework. Mm Mm-hmm do that without complaining. Mm. You know what I mean? And that, that kind of changed her attitude, but it, it's inevitable that, you know, you're going to get blowback.
3: And, you know, of course. They're young. They're coming up. Do you ever try to uh, talk to her about, like, ancient history of I your, try to. your bloodline?
1: Her, her, her capacity is not, not there yet. Mm. She gets bored hella quick. She's a lot like me um, in that sense, where when I was young, I didn't want to sit through shit. I didn't want to, sit through scenic practice or Mm. you know learn the history of these dances i just wanted to just do them Mm. she's the same way but there there are times when it's just her and i where we'll we'll get pretty deep Mm. stuff and she's like i didn't know that Mm. that's crazy like yeah
2: yeah man it
3: really is (laughs) that's what i'm saying the biggest question for me is like how do we preserve ancient history that we're not really accustomed to having you know what i'm saying
2: so back to the whole journey thing yeah we encourage all whatever type of you got 20% Philippine blood 5% Philippine blood learn about our tattooing culture learn about our arts learn about shit the screen learn about our, all our
3: yeah devil into some of that like what else do you guys cover over there um, like in terms of curriculum or just like any, any type of pertinent information you know what I'm saying because I'm very fascinated by that because it's really cool that there's an organization out there that's able to really put a lot of resources into like preserving these things that Definitely. essentially almost are on the outskirts as of right now anyways you know what I'm right. saying that's on the possibility of being endangered
2: I think when once you start doing the research because basically okay, in order to get a tattoo mm. you have to research your personal history mm. you, so meaning you have to talk to your elders mm-hmm. you have to ask them questions mm-hmm. that alone for me anyways inspired me yeah you know, like same here i started learning shit about oh shit, I need yeah money. exactly <laughs> you know I mean? so seriously that makes you more curious it makes you want to learn more mm-hmm. and then for me when i so the tribe's been together since 97 I've been involved with them for about, since 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I came upon them back in, I would say, like, 05, 06. I wanted to get a tattoo, but I didn't feel like I, I deserved it. That, mm-hmm. that was just me. I was like, I don't want to just get. It's good, though, because
3: it. there is some, you know, like. Yeah, had, like, you, you yeah. Know, felt like you have to have meaning to them. Yeah, you, so you should.
2: I finally was ready. I was like, okay, I'm ready to get tattooed by them. Um, I started with, with my glove. After that. I wanted to learn more, you know, mm. because the founding, uh, we call them datus, you know, mm-hmm. the, the 10 founding guys, datus, so, especially yeah. our head researcher, Al Festin, what's up, man? Festin, he is great. the, um, they very knowledgeable mm-hmm. in terms of our history, the origin connected to our, our, our tattooing culture. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, so after I got my tattoo, I was like, shit, Okay, I gotta, it's like, I gotta feel like I gotta, you know, I earned it. But now I got to keep it, you know, mm-hmm. like I can't let it lose its meaning. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, well, I want to start learning the screamer. I yeah. You know, it makes you want to be more in, for me, involved. involved in that's
3: crazy me. because I fuck it. It almost seems like if anybody does a permanent marking on your body, it almost seems like that's the way it should be regardless, even if it's this culture or another culture or anything like the minute you're willing to put some shit on your body that's willing to be there for the rest of your life. It almost seems like it's automatic to want to know about everything and everything about that, like and how it got your body and the whole history, because it almost seems like it's sacred in that way. It is. Because it's, it's, it's one thing to to treat it as art and just, like, kind of casually do it to the point where, all right, it's all good, but also, like, I'm, I have this marking on my body for a reason, yeah. and I also want to know everything behind it, Definitely. and that's very commendable, and that's cool, at least on your part, to, you know, want to take it to the extra level, you know what I'm saying?
2: Almost... I want to say every person that goes to the tribe and wants to learn about Filipino tattoos, they have that same mentality. Mm -hmm. That's my issue with um, Polynesian tattoos in Mm -hmm. general because it's kind of like a fad now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, you you see hella tribal tattoo, yeah. You know, Polynesian tattoos. I mean, people will look at me like, oh, Polynesian is Polynesian. You know what I mean? Not knowing the difference, which is fine. But there's a
3: lot of intricacies there. Right, you know what I
2: mean? So like I said, it's like people see something, okay, that looks dope. I want to get it too, mm-hmm. you know. But where's the meaning? You know, yeah. Where's, where's the where's, substance? Yeah. Where, where? What's your intention? Yeah. Like, is it just for looks? Is yeah. It, is it the fad? Is it the trend? Which it kind of is. You yeah. Know
3: what I mean? It's but true. What Travel tattoos about. were fucking hot. Yeah. For like what in you. the late '90s or some shit. Yeah,
1: and it's like every Filipino. Yeah. yeah,
3: dude. Not even not even Filipino. Let's think about like people that were getting Chinese characters, Infinitely like dude that Marcus Camby shit. Remember that, one guy that, on that, like, that shit just means like fucking the splits and then something else like uh, that has nothing to do with like anything else. Yeah.
2: No, even with like Polynesian now, I see like hella, hella like Middle Eastern cats with like Polynesian Yeah. Guys. Like, okay, and I'll see like, you know, hella, hella white folks. Yeah. It's like, okay, so it's a trend, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's why with, as far as like Filipino shit, we have our shit. We have stuff. I'm looking at my arm right now and it's like this there's patterns on here that are straight from yeah. my region, yeah. and nowhere else. Yeah, you know, like you, you're not gonna find this in like the snake, for example. You're not gonna find this in yeah.
3: Like, you're not gonna be able to go to fucking American tattoo or this and that.
2: From a specific region in the Philippine
3: yeah. Philippines. Yeah, and the indicative of a history that exactly. precedes me years before I even hopped up on yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You
2: know what I mean? So that's what, what, what that's what that's what we're trying to do. It's like you'll learn about the history. By getting it's crazy, man, because uh, you get marked and you feel like a spiritual connection, yeah. I mean, automatically, like, you're like, Oh, shit I feel my freaking ass, yeah, inside of me, and that's where the journey comes from. Mm-hmm. It's, that's like the beginning, and then you keep on researching, mm-hmm. wanting to learn more, want to learn more. For you know, that's from my from everyone else in the tribe, all my brothers and sisters. We're on that same path, you know what I mean? We're we're living our individual paths. Yeah, I mean, of course.
3: Collectively, though, this is where we're at. Exactly, you wow. know what I
2: mean? And we have we have uh, shit uh, two hundred members worldwide. We get nice. people in Germany, Canada, Seattle, L.A. You know, freaking uh, all over Philippines. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. And um, so, as far as like Filipino tattooing, the the tribe they were. They were the first to do it, mm-hmm. to revive it, to to go to every single region and be like, Mindanao now has tattoos. Yep. Besides has tattoos. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's again, very so, island specific. Yeah. So you have all these, there's a lot of organizations. Yeah. There's, a, there's a few out there that are trying, they're doing the same thing, which is good. Yeah. You know, the, you know they're researching, but there's, there's this uh, organization in Australia that basically took the whole model of- What you guys are doing. And,
3: and exploited it exactly yeah you know
2: what i mean so that's what
3: kind oh of well, that's what you're sub to you know what i'm saying it sucks because the effort's great and then you have somebody that looks at it and looks at it as a business opportunity which is shitty but here's what i think is cool is because the the movement's out there yeah and yeah. i want to say this was never meant for the populace and this was always meant for the minority um in a lot of different senses you can look you can look at that as deep as you want to do it but um it's, it's, that's commendable like I like that for the simple fact that there is this uh, this almost like burning light to really try to bring back uh, a connection essentially uh, because seriously being Filipino American here like I'm very appreciative of my opportunity here now that I know because like you said like talking to your ancestors talking to um, people from your past to learn about the past prior mm-hmm. it is a big deal we're talking about like a lot of us are our first slash dec- second generation here. That's fucking huge for us to already be assimilated to American culture this quick. Um, my thing is like, what do you, what do we do with this opportunity now? You know, how do you find the balance between holding your own identity versus going forward and being the greatest person you are as a human being? Um, keeping in mind your, you know, your, your culture, but also being an individual and not being so, stru- you know, like, structured out. Like, my thing would be like, yo, anybody could travel tattoos, it's like the Hawaiian idea. It's like, look, we don't mind if people fucking, you know, come here and hang out and do whatever, but just understand why we live this way. Mm-hmm. And if you can understand that, then we respect all people that want to embrace the culture. And I want to say if that's the, if that's the driving force behind, you know, the movement, then, you know, I hope that people can understand that. And it almost feels like, the generation that's coming upon us wants to partake in these things and be respectful of it. Like I've seen documentaries where fucking people doing you know, uh, in in China doing like fucking, you know, monk shit, like some real monk shit, and they're not even Chinese. But because they're so enamored with the culture and the lifestyle, they wanna do it. And it seems very promising because, like I said, the organization Four Waves out there, like, yo, that's a contrite effort to really try to preserve this because it is important. The minute it's gone, it could really be gone forever. And then it's just gone. Like seriously, because you got to think of if you rock the through line between ancient Filipino history, a lot of that shit's gone already. Mm -hmm. And it's beyond our control because there was a generation that decided not to preserve it for whatever factors didn't allow them to. But the fact that we're getting tidbits of it, um, it's really cool to see because there is a certain energy, I think for me anyways, and I think there's a lot of uh, not only Filipino Americans, but I mean Asian Americans. I mean, anybody who's clamoring for some type of identity out there, um, they're out there. Yeah. And the information becomes available and these conversations are out there. It's really just a matter of finding them um, and having people like yourself and the whole, you know, fucking movement. Or if if not, just people like yourself, people like yourself doing what they want to do in life, whether they're aware of why they're here or not. To do that full force and, and partake in these conversations, you know what I'm saying?
2: Definitely. Like, that's just mad important. everyone's searching for something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: And, that's the most universal shit you can say right there, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Everyone's searching for something. Seriously. Trying
2: to find something that they can identify with and that holds a deep meaning to themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, like... It, we would love for you to come out to uh, our presentations one time dude we're fucking going yeah, we, we're going as a whole squad keep it real yeah definitely we, we, we try to run them um, once we generate enough interest yeah as far as the Sacramento and uh, Bay Area there's only there's a handful of us there's maybe like 10, 15 for now um, yeah so we're trying to um, there's a lot of Filipinos
3: we're fucking growing this shit like keep it real I want to say this is an honest movement that a generation I think needs to pick up again because I want to say in the 90s it was prevalent but I don't think it was prevalent in the way that you, the way it's supposed to be where there's a bigger emphasis on uh, not necessarily knowing ancient history, but more or less having a discussion about it. Uh, I think the very things we're talking about, and especially when you bring something like the tattoo game, um, that's a solid piece of evidence where it's like you can't deny this. And we have people that are living in their 90s, 80 years old, doing this shit. And they're telling you what it was when they were fucking 16, 17, 18 years old. Exactly. So now you can't question that particular thing but let's just say this use that as a platform to want to have the discussion about what are the other possibilities how great can you be based on your cultural identity right now because i want to say you know filipino people are are kind of uh i want to say uh capped out in a way like you only have so many options to do something for some reason um i i I don't feel that but yet it's still a hard stigma uh to kind of overcome but i want to say things like this allow the possibility of a history behind you to make you feel like you're destined for more. That's how I feel. That a no, That's what I'm saying. Suppose, yeah. That's oh, how man. I feel. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, like we, we suffer from too. a lot of that, yeah. but I don't blame that generation for, for pushing that yeah. on us. I want to say that what's helped that, what helped us get to this, this venture. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That didn't happen.
3: That's what I'm saying. But where we're at, how do we add on that and utilize the resources we have now. And I want to say it is things like this that allow for one, the conversation to happen second to put the word out there and just see where this goes. And, and, and I want to say it is for the preservation of culture, but more or less for the improvement of uh, individuals going forward, whether you're Filipino or not. I want to say this isn't only relegated to a Filipino audience. I want to say this is relegated to anybody who's interested in, in learning about things that matter Mm. and, and things that, um, like means something to, if not a generation, if, if not a people, but just something about clamoring to who you are as a person through whatever it is you identify with, and that's not conducive to a generation, ethnicity, or anything else. You know what I'm saying? It applies to all people. Yeah.
2: All kinds, all walks of life.
1: Yeah. yeah Real you, man. talk, man. Definitely. How many? How many members are in the Sacramento chapter?
2: Sacramento, there is. Uh, well, so we merged with the Bay Area chapter, so okay. basically we're North Claw chapter. There's about. I wanna say like fifteen give or take. So when in you in Sacramento do... mm-hmm. Sacramento there is um there's three of us. Damn, that's oh, there's, it. There's, there's about to be hell, there's right? three of us. Bro. Yo,
3: we need to put it out there. All you Filipino Americans, anybody interested with this shit, please get yourself educated, find this. Plug where you at. Like what happens, like give any type of pertinent information out there for the people out there that want that so wanna hop in.
2: You can um follow the Ch- Tribes tattoo shop, which is a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Um Tattoo on Instagram, and uh, basically you can look at the the tribe's work. Um, when we organize, it's right now it's via word of mouth or social media. So of course, we don't, we don't have a. There's no Facebook page. You mm-hmm. know, there's no um, Twitter or anything like that. Like I'll I'll hit up people. Yeah, you
3: guys like old school. A, like let me hit you I up. Mean, like
2: um, yeah. So that that's pretty much it. We we try to run. Uh, we were trying to uh, speak for Fons Filipino American Hist- Historical Society couple of weeks ago But it was mm-hmm. so last minute They wanted to do a presentation On uh, tattoos And we do You know We'll do a presentation We got fucking A slideshow mm-hmm. Did,
1: Didn't they just have a barbecue At Garcia Ben
2: I think so And, yeah. sh- and uh, speaking of which um, I don't know if you guys Heard about the first uh, Filipino American museum That just opened up and just No opened up This yeah, past exactly. Saturday um,
3: Fuck I need to go over there God damn yeah. we need to take A field trip yeah, God damn for it sure, For real
2: Open house was this past Saturday And they've been trying To get that together For like the past Twenty years. So it's up. You know what I mean. So yeah. it's official. We got okay, American cool. Filipino American history in you know, San Joaquin Valley. Open during yeah. Filipino American History Month, which is a dope thing. So where's
3: this at in the general region, and then people uh, can fucking stop look that in, up.
2: In, uh, I believe it's in, in the Little Manila. Yeah, yeah, Little, Little Manila. Manila. So um, yeah, but back to the Sacramento chapter. We got there's three of us: me, um, uh, uh, my boy Darwin, and uh, my homeboy Duke. But that that's pretty much it for Sacramento, man. For march. right now, yeah.
3: Fuck so, that. We about to grow this shit. Yeah, man.
2: The, yeah, you this know, is dope,
3: dude. It's important, man. Look
2: up uh, markofthefourwheelstribe dot if you're interested. Again, more information. If you do want to um, get go through the process of getting tattooed, again, just answering the, answering the questionnaire, you'll discover a lot about yourself. Yeah. Just going back, you know, like okay, what region? What region was my lololos from? And keep on yeah. back, you know, tracing back. If you can go get that far, um, hopefully you know we all have elders in our in our family that we can speak to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, like I said, that's that's where the journey starts. If you guys get tatted up, we would love that. We're trying. To, we want Filipinos to get tattoos. Yeah, seriously. We want Filipinos to get indigenous tattoos. Yeah, that's our identity. That's a exactly who we are. You know, prior yeah. To being fucking. Colonized, yeah. Twice, three times, if you. <laughs> Japan, still. You know what I mean.
3: Still it's, living in fucking California, still colonized.
2: Yeah, you know that our our fucking mentality is colonized. Yeah, you got to break. trying to it. change that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, that, that's where it starts is by uh, answering the questionnaire. Hopefully y'all get tattooed.
3: We would, I would love to see. You guys. Oh, duh. I'm really thinking about it, dog. I ain't gonna lie.
1: Ryan's gonna come back next month, and his whole body's just.
3: I'm just saying, lie. man. Like to be honest, if I had to make a choice, it would be something like that because that's how I feel. Is like there needs to be more substance to it. There's no way that I'm putting a fucking permanent marking on myself without ever having some some depth to it. You know what I'm saying? So at least to know that now, at least that's an option. And to be honest, I I want to say I'm leaning more towards that. Um, I Dude, I definitely. No, seriously, man. Like, because I would never want to do it any other way. That's just my opinion. Because obviously, I'm of non marking at the moment. But if I did have to do it, it would definitely be that way more than anything else. And that's the honest truth. You know what I'm saying?
2: You get it tapped in if you like. Uh, a lot of my work is uh, vegan. Nah, you um, gotta get it tapped. In. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta yeah. get it tapped.
3: Fuck, you get it tapped? Yep. You you get get it tapped wait, in. you get it tapped too? <laughs> oh, you are. It's official. Well, what? I I mean... I mean...
2: I gotta (laughs) say, getting tapped, though, man, it was like a fucking like a sewing machine and shit you, you seen a sewing machine yeah <laughs> I don't know
3: dog see that that shit is like yo that's like old that's school what, shit that's what that shit looks like, like I ain't trying to be hard like I'm trying to be reasonable you know what I'm saying like if there's a technology that allows you not to do that but still preserve the culture I would do that yeah for real I ain't trying to get tapped with like some you know infected shark tooth like hey like <laughs> okay. you might be into that homie the
2: tribe shop they do uh, when we do it tap it's, it's all sanitary all True. clean you know all the tools cool. made. it just hurts like a motherfucker yeah, yeah. man so so if
3: you want to prove yourself a real man, Deeks. Uh,
2: it'd be a small little,
3: little band or something. <laughs> this will try to get aligned. And then and
0: after, that, gonna after, that, a after that. It's going to get a bracelet. That, <laughs> that regular. You can bring the gun out. Ah, you I a loser. I got there you go, man.
3: That's my first piece. <laughs> what is your first piece? I don't
0: know yet. Yeah, I got to find out. I'll my get those ones. The dragon.
3: Like man, the Chinese man. dragon, though. Oh,
0: I'll get, I wouldn't get that tapped. Because that, there's a lot of color that I get in it. So I definitely ain't tapping all that shit. No, what are do doing color, bro?
3: Oh, Didn't right, have man. color back then. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Chinese berries. or fucking Filipino? You ain't got no goddamn they are color.
2: They're They're red. They they red. You could do half and half, half a dragon, half. All yeah, tall. for real. No, seriously. So okay. there's, there's there's hella mestizos, hella you know. Not everyone's you know full, full Filipino.
3: No, a lot of people aren't full Filipino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So That's what I'm saying. I'm like, my kids aren't. Representing exactly. <laughs> my kids aren't. You yes. know what I mean? See, there you go. Real talk. Jordan, thank you for being on, man. I really appreciate this, man. (laughs) We definitely have to have a fucking uh, revisit once I get my first tattoo. Like, for real. Cause I really yeah. want it that just way don't I ain't gonna do, lie Just don't
2: do Polynesian bro not, No not hate on Polynesian <laughs> No no we're not
3: Polynesian I'm we're just saying not, We're getting into specifics Polynesian. now That's like saying like I love Chinese food Yeah Chinese food is like A whole fucking continent Like right. there's Sichuan There's fucking <laughs> there. I get it Like there's a new <laughs> movement Going on with like Yeah, yeah. no I, I appreciate that man Seriously plug what, plug what you need to plug Find Let people know Where the fuck you need to be at And we'll close this motherfucker but
2: Again up. Mark of the Four Ways Tribe uh, Fucking Google us Spiritual journey uh, tattoo on Instagram and Jordan River underscore four waves. I'm shit. I just post pictures of my kids and like
3: you're a human being. That's what people need to remember. Yeah. And it is a motherfucking human being trying to live this life, man. Like yeah, for real
2: exactly. Trill Walsh Trill Walsh. Tril Walsh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> ah,
3: shit. He tried to pick up the Let's
2: oh, good Jay. So, you know, fucking uh, look us up, you know, all Filipinos, non Filipinos, you curious about culture, tattooing culture and how it's, directly related to our ancestors yeah. our history our people our identity look us up mark of the four waves tribe Whoa! i don't even
3: know what this motherfucker said i gotta get them fucking i gotta get them subtitles going you know what i'm
2: saying damn that's dope mark of the four waves. that's a beautiful language god you know it mean? so, yeah, again tight. we throw the four you know Thank you. Four-way tribes. tribes. Four-way tribes. makes Filipinos. Filipinos. Yeah,
3: get out there. Spread the word, everybody. Be honest, man. Like, this is a new world, and this is a new thing. Um, Filipino-Americans alike, or anybody who's very curious about Filipino culture, um, that's fucking one entryway into that fucking great world, and it's still a mystery. The conversations are happening abundantly. Um, Jordan. Like, seriously, thank you for being on, brother. I appreciate you your time, man. man. You seriously, you it, man. man. I know you're a busy man. New family and all, the whole nine. You know, doing your whole thing. So, any time is is appreciated, brother. Like, so I, I appreciate like, it, it, man. Seriously.
2: We'll up to, like I said, we'll, yeah. I want to see all you guys. Other- Team Tattoos or to whoever,
3: we getting it. That's <laughs> real talk. Live. It's live. Motherfucker, get your shit together, bitch. Four waves. Good. We out. Peace. Four, four waves. waves. Come get it.
0: 64 four waves. Yeah. <laughs>